is good. How's it going, everybody? Here on this Friday, uh, last day of August 2018. Uh, the last Friday, I guess, before the bulk of college football season kicks off. Uh, as always, it is your guy, or your host, Bully Rye. Uh, as always, joined by Big Tex. Big Tex, how you doing tonight? Yo, man, I'm doing all right, man. I'm super excited about the season, man. And tonight I get oh, to grade yeah. a draft that is not my own. So I can be as savage as I want to be. This will be there fun. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so we got some really cool stuff in uh, store uh, for the show for you here tonight. Uh, we are going to break down the Fricks Fantasy League uh, uh, fantasy draft uh, that took place last Saturday. And we're going to close up the show this afternoon by making some college football picks, which should be somewhat interesting because Big Tex, uh, admittedly so, has not uh, maybe been paying as much attention to college football as uh, maybe I have. So it should be fun picking games. How, how, how much, uh, how forward, how, how do I ask the question? How, <laughs> how much am I looking forward to this? Yeah, there you go. Uh, how how excited are you making some college football picks? Okay, you know, uh, it, it. God, how can I compare this to something? Um, I'm looking forward to this. Like, I look forward to mowing my yard. Okay, it's something you have to do. Yeah, but it's not something you enjoy doing. <laughs> but I, I'm sure that. over the season that that it's going to get to the point where. I, I'm going to have to watch more, man, because I can't just be – ignorance is not bliss. Let's just you know, be real about that. You could have just said, you know, I look forward to picking college football games as much as I look forward to watching a Tampa Bay Bucks game because I know I'm oh. not going to see anything that excites me. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. That is so funny. Sorry. I'm not going to go in on your Lions just yet, so we'll leave that alone. Yeah, preseason finale, the Lions just got owned by the Cleveland Browns. To beat the Eagles all of five to nothing in week three. So yeah, I uh, I appreciate you going easy on me, considering I just went in on you uh, for yeah. the uh, for the Bucks. So let's get right into this. So uh, Frick's Fantasy League consists of ten people. This is the first year. Uh, it's Frick is me. If you haven't figured it out, Bully Rye, aka Frick. Um, uh, we've this is the first uh, year we have been able to get the same ten core group back into the same league. So to commemorate, I had shirts made for everyone. And we had a really fun time at Aaron Thompson's house for the draft last Saturday. Uh, just a quick rundown. Uh, just going by the draft order, the members of the league were Ryan Lapino, John Stavernakis, Aaron Thompson, Will Smith, who we have brought up a bunch on this podcast. Wait uh, a Matt minute. Uh, hold on. Let me step in on that. Shout out to Will Smith right now. He's working uh... – the Starcast up there at uh, All In, um, and that's right. One, two, three pins business up there. I actually helped him pack some of the pins. So if you buy any of the Undertaker or any of the Stings that he's got, uh, I was one of the people that helped pack those. So you know, much love to my boy. Uh, he said he's going well. Uh, real exciting for him, and um, I'm just hoping for bigger things as the future goes on. Yeah, big shout out to Will Smith again. Uh, Owner and operator, one, two, three pins up in Chicago right now. We've seen some social media posts. He got to meet Teddy Long and Ron Simmons earlier tonight. So, again, big shout out to Will. Uh, he's He's been a big topic of discussion in a few of our podcasts. So, we'll have to get, we'll have Can, to get him on at some point. I know you, I know uh, we got to get going, but I, I got to do something else, man. For all those WWE marks, think about this. 
Ron Simmons was the first ever black heavyweight champion. Yep, and Will Smith got to meet him and tonight. Will Smith got to meet him tonight. And that is something amazing. And I mean, I hate to say it, but I got to give it to him. Damn, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? That is that is amazing, bro. I, I oh man, big ups. But yeah, let's move on. But let's stop. Let's stop very, this horn. Let's let's get on everybody else's horn. <laughs> that was a very good damn. Might I might I add? Uh, before we move on, also you can follow us on Twitter at vrbt podcast. And if you want to get in touch with us and, and tell us something you want us to talk about. Get us at brbtpodcast at gmail.com. So let me, sure. let's, let's, let's reset here. Uh, Ryan Lapino, John Stavronakis, Aaron Thompson, Will Smith, Matt Earls, Austin Thompson, who is our reigning league champion, uh, myself, uh, Sierra, uh, Matt Bowler, and Matt Buck were the members of the draft who drafted last Saturday. So we're going to go through, uh, similar to our last show, we're going to go through Hopefully we streamline a little bit so uh, we won't be taking as much time going through the draft. Big Tex, I had you rank this draft uh, from 10 to 1, and I'm going to start off. Who did you have uh, who, who had the worst draft? Oh, man. Uh, okay, so I'm going to disclaimer this one the same way I did the last one, uh, our own personal draft. Uh, I literally sat down and I looked at, each particular player that they had. I wasn't looking at draft positions and all that other stuff because we're at the point now that your team is your team. No matter when you get them, these are what the people that are going to be playing for you unless you trade them or to make a decision like that. So I'm just going off of what I see on paper. Once again, there's no personal in this, so please try to make sure that you don't get too heated. Uh, so uh, last but first least, uh, we're gonna go ahead and look at uh, who's first. Um, I've never, I've never I had, heard. Uh, yeah. No, I just want everybody to know I, I yeah. wrote everything out numbers wise by their draft, but also letters. So I might have gritted myself into making a mistake, but we already talked about this beforehand. So if I get off, let me know. Um, yeah. My first person, or my last person, number ten, uh, is Aaron Thompson. Um, it should be now, fun because he really wanted us to record this podcast. Hey. So I'm sure. He is. He is. Well, you know what? You put him in last place. He's gonna get first. He's gonna get first. Um, and and I, I just when I ranked it, I tried to look at no brainers. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're playing Let It Ride, you get a pair of tens. It's a no brainer. You know you're gonna win no matter what. You can bet as high as you want to because you're not gonna lose to the dealer. He had. Oh geez, let me look. He had one no brainer on this team, um, and the no brainer that I saw was Saquon Barkley. Uh, that is his only no-brainer. That is the only man that we know for sure that is going to come in, have a beautiful workload, have a lot to do, and will nine times out of ten, barring injury, be amazing. But, it, oh, geez, I'm sitting here looking at this team. Devontae Freeman, Mike Evans, uh, Landry Cooper, Brady, Reed, Benjamin, Hyde, Penny, Carrion Johnson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ben Watson, Prater, the Ravens defense, and Mike Williams. I don't mean to interrupt you, but he has already cut and, and released Ben Watson to pick up. Uh, I believe he picked up a receiver. I'm not sure who it was, but he has already cut Ben Watson. Uh, you know what? Good for, good for him. Good for him. I'm glad that he did that. Uh, I, I just, like, when I look at this team, although I drafted Amari Cooper myself, I think Amari Cooper is going to have a huge year. But when you look at Freeman, 
one concussion away from not being anything. Mike Evans, I'm a Buccaneers fan. He is not an elite receive, receiver. And for him to go in the third round is absolute garbage. Uh, ah! Jarvis Landry, oh, sorry, keep, keep your personal feelings aside, Mr. Frick. Keep it oh. aside, sir. Um, also, moving on. Uh, Landry gonna gobble up, gobble up, gobble up numbers, no doubt. Um, Landry actually might actually seem like you have your own Julian Edelman on this team with you having Tom Brady. Uh, I think Julian Edelman and uh, Jarvis Landry's numbers are gonna be kind of alike. Landry will probably see the end zone maybe a couple more times more, but because you know Edelman just doesn't do that. Um, so it, just with that team, I do like some upside though. He does have Rashad Penny. He does have uh, on Johnson, Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback behind Tom Brady, which isn't too bad. I just think he's real padded up for some reason. Doesn't make sense. Um, Ravens defense, they're old but serviceable, and they always turn the ball over. And Mike Williams, Mr. Touchdown Man. So I hate to say it. I, I just don't I don't see much strength in this team. So, it just seems like a bunch of bees. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'll, I'll – I, I I and and again I if you don't know anybody in this league outside of Will so it's not like you have any sort of uh, bias or anything like that. Right. I had Aaron, I had Aaron at number four, and uh-huh. I, I'm going to tell you why. So again, we've already mentioned Saquon Barkley. Everybody knows about Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't. I, I think you were onto something as far as not having Mike, not getting Mike Evans in the third. Yeah. Uh, there were there was some talent to be taken uh, before Mike Evans in this draft. Uh, oh, yeah. so I, I think it's a good pick, especially when Jameis Winston comes back in week four. I think Mike Mike Evans is going to be the Mike Evans that we remember seeing. He's going to be a solid receiver. So I didn't think it was a terrible pick. I, three, at, at, you know, his third round pick maybe. Um, when you look at Jarvis Landry, we've talked about it on previous shows. This guy is going to be. A baller. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna get a bunch of work. He's gonna get a bunch of reception in a PPR league. I think it's that's that's crucial. You've already mentioned Amari Cooper. He got Tom Brady in round six, uh, which is honestly to me, this this draft normally is very running back heavy being drafted. We always have somebody that drafts a quarterback super early, and Tom Brady is always that quarterback. I think based on the league's history, getting Tom Brady in the six was was a pretty big deal for him. So I again that, that went into my decision. I'm breaking him fourth in draft order. Uh, Jordan Reed, I don't like. I, I you know he's a stud when he's on the field, but how often yeah. is he really on the field? Uh, and then you know the rest of it, the rest of you, like you said, uh, what what do they call Daniel Bryan before he left the first time? He was a B plus player. A lot of these yeah. guys are. As you don't know how good Calvin Benjamin is going to be. There are, consistently. there are a whole lot of pluses, though. You're I, right. You're I, right. I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't agree with that. Um, when, you, the, the, when, you come to, when you're looking at pluses, you're looking at people that are game changers. Freeman, Evans, Landry, Reed. If he's healthy, he's a game changer. But yeah. basically, Benjamin, Hyde could be a game changer. You're waiting well, on Penny. You're waiting on Johnson. Garoppolo's not going to play if you have Tom Brady. So I'm not yeah. really sure what – that's what I'm saying. And I, don't, like, and I don't trust Carlos Hyde going I – ju- I just don't trust him. I didn't think he was a baller in San Francisco. I don't think he's going to be a baller now. Devontae Freeman would have been a lot better pick in the second round if he um, – if, if, if Tevin Coleman 
wasn't healthy and, and back like he is. Now, yeah. again, in Aaron's defense, he admitted after the draft that he wished he hadn't taken Devontae Freeman and was already trying to shop him that evening, but to no avail because I was not giving up uh, my second round pick, which we'll get to in a minute. So let's move on. Uh, right. we'll, we'll, like I said, you had Aaron at 10. I had yep. him at four. We agreed on our number nine uh, worst draft. Uh, and why don't you go ahead and, and give us who it was and, and tell us why you gave gave that person the ninth worst draft. Oh, my goodness, man. I hate to do this, man, because I never, I never, ever, ever would ever, ever, ever talk bad to a lady. But as of right now, I I can't. I can't. I just can't. Sierra, let me tell you something, baby. Let me, let me, and I, I don't know you. I don't know. Hold on. You I'm a, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Welcome back, everybody. Again, episode four. We are still getting the hang of this, so appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, hey, it big sounds better back. now. It sounds better now. Yeah, it does better. sound better now. We're it does. Better. So, uh, so again, we were we were on the subject of number nine in the draft rankings uh, from the Frick's Fantasy League. Yeah, you were giving um, me a disclaimer. So, uh, what's this disclaimer? So, Sierra, uh, Sierra loves the camaraderie of fantasy football. She loves the experience of the draft. Uh, she's she's got a couple of kids. She's married. Uh, great family. She lives up here in the in the upstate South Carolina area next to near me. Uh, fantasy football is her, her is, is her treat to herself every year. She knows that she might not be the greatest at it, but she still enjoys doing it. So, Sierra, we're going to break down your draft. Don't take it personally. You, you heard you heard uh, Big Tex give the business to Aaron Thompson to Aaron. So. Uh, I just wanted to get a full full disclaimer so that it's a big text where we're coming from because we both agreed that she she had the, the ninth, I guess I don't know if you call it the second worst draft or the ninth best draft, but either way, it's kind of where, where it, it fell in. I would say we're going to say ninth best. Uh, we're going to say ninth best. I, oh, my goodness, man. Um, so the first thing that I want to bring to the attention is just the keeper. Is it, it – it, did she keep Justin Tucker last year? She kept Justin Tucker uh, as her last round pick, and I should mention Aaron had Mike Williams as his last round keeper. She yeah. kept Justin Tucker as his last round keeper because uh, nobody else in her back half of her draft uh, was, was worth keeping, and why not keep a kicker when she's just going to draft a kicker last anyway, especially uh, the caliber okay. of Justin Tucker. Uh, that, essentially, that essentially makes much more sense. So I'm not gonna okay. be so I'm not gonna be so savage. I'm gonna okay. be so savage. Um, but honestly, started off with Dalvin Cook. Um, Dalvin Cook at at eight overall. At eight overall is a bit high, especially in a ten team draft. Um, when there's a lot more, uh, you usually have a much stronger teams in ten team drafts because you're not you know you're not going so deep. Um, Dalvin Cook being at eight is a little high, uh, but following up with Keenan Allen, um, Royce Freeman. Those are three strong picks. Uh, yeah. Royce Freeman's a little high also, even with his little juggle system that they have in Denver where, you know, the coaching staff just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Royce Freeman should be the starter, although they want to keep trying to force-feed Devontae Booker on us, and I'm not really sure why. Or Devin Booker, I think it is. I'm sorry, I might say his name wrong. Uh, but, yeah. You know, I think he had it right. I think it was Devontae Booker. He's Devin just, plays in the NBA. He's just – Nonsense. Like, I mean, he, he's averaging 3.6 yards a carry 
and that's all he averages. There's no, there's no pop. There's no sizzle. Uh, and and I mean, yeah, three point six is decent, but that's not what you need. You need somebody that's going to be able to hit a home run every once in a while. And Terrell Davis himself said it. That, you know, he thinks that Royce Freeman is the person that will be able to make that play. Uh, Terrell Davis was a person that was like that too. He was a plotter. He would be. He was heavy. He was heavy. He was heavy. But if he got a step, he was gone. Royce Freeman yeah. is the exact same. Um, and I want to. I wanted to interject. Uh, you mentioned she took Dalvin Cook in the first round. A couple of different uh-huh. people taken uh, behind Dalvin Cook. Uh, Julio Jones, Zeke was was a first round keeper. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Odell Beckham Jr. fell Leonard to the Ford second Matt. round. Yeah, Michael Thomas fell to the second Michael round. Thomas fell, A.J. Green. So there were some, there were some big names. So when you yeah. say that Dalvin Cook uh, went a little high, I can I can see where you're coming from there, and I kind of yeah. agree with you. Um, we keep, we that, list. I mean, she got Demarius Thomas from the Broncos, yeah. which, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I still – I haven't trusted any any Broncos receivers since Peyton Manning played in Denver. Um, you know, if you keep looking down, she got Jack Doyle in round seven, which – Again, you and I have, have gone on record as to be dis, you know, in disagreement. Uh, yeah, between for, sure, for sure. And Eric I, I just think I that Eric Ebron is the man there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally hear you. I, I, I think Jack Doyle in the seventh might be a little early, but I, I don't think it's a bad pick. I mean, if you look at some of the other players that she drafted, uh, Marvin Jones in the first half of the draft. Oh, Jamie yeah. Walker, Her uh, home run ball. Yeah. The home run uh, ball was uh, Jamal Williams in the eleventh. That was that's a exactly home run yeah. ball. Uh, that I was, was probably say, your boy. Yeah. You're not drafted in round eleven, so yeah. that's a huge pick for her. Sierra, um, if there I, was any pick that you made that was the best pick that you could have made, that dab on Jamal Williams pick is going to be fire for you, especially since you can keep him next season. He is going to yeah. be something special for you. But also keep your eyes on Nick Chubb. I mean, he's slow, but he might do something for you too. So you, He finally you gotta... scored last night. He yeah. finally scored last night against the Lions. So uh, Nick Chubb, again, wouldn't be a bad pick for, the last, for her last round keeper. But I think, I think the reason that we've got her so low is partially because her first round pick technically could have gone to the second. Uh, Keenan Allen was a great second round pick to make up for the Dalvin Cup pick. And then Royce Freeman, I, I think I agree with you when, when in saying that Royce Freeman is going to be the starter in Denver sooner yeah. rather than later. Uh, you know, we're not we don't have to go through the rest of her team, Deion no, Lewis, no. but uh, her quarterback will be Matt. No, go ahead. I, w- I will say this: uh, there, there. When you look at the names on her team, there are particular people that stand out that make you go, Ugh, and that's what my problem was. Yeah, in a team no. team draft, you should never look at it someone's draft after their third pick and go, uh. but these are the names I just wanted to bring out. We don't have to go any deeper, but Deion Lewis, Sammy mm-hmm. Watkins, Damian Amendola, Mohamed Sanu. So I think Danny Amendola is going to wind up being a big, a better, a better choice only because, uh, the re- I'm trying to think of who the receiver was. Is it Devontae Parker? Yeah, Amendola. Right, so Amendola is going to be a solid, at least plug and play until Parker gets healthy. But I completely yeah. disagree about Amendola. Ooh, I feel to. like I feel like that Danny Amendola is he's going to get hurt. He's going to get hurt. 
Danny, Danny Amendola is just like LaShawn McCoy almost, but he actually stays down. Danny Amendola gets hurt every football game. Every game he is out for a few plays. That is the reason why I'm upset about it. it that's the only reason why. Kenny Stills well, will outscore him completely. Amendola yeah. may catch more balls, but Kenny Stills is going to be the man in Miami. In her defense, I believe Kenny Stills was taken before Amendola. Um, I so, wish that somebody would have told her not to grab, not to grab Amendola at all. I wish somebody would have said that because he's going to be a dud, and, and I really hate that for her. She got her, and she got him in the twelfth. So it wouldn't be that big a deal if she were to cut him and and uh, cut him and release him and and get somebody else to replace him with. Uh, at number eight, we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, a problem because you put me, Bully Rye, at number eight. Yeah, man. I want to know why, because I had my top six. So the fact that you have me two whole spots lower, I want to know why you had me at number eight. Man, oh, freak. Okay, look. DeAndre Hopkins, nice. Fournette, seventh, nice. Okay. Again, disclaimer, seventh seventh pick. This is this is where this is coming from. Just throwing this out yeah, there. I know yeah, you said yeah, you weren't the draft order, but I got DeAndre Hopkins at number seven overall. Just to throw that out there, I yeah, wasn't yeah. like that. So go ahead. You have Hopkins and Fournette and one and two. Right. Hopkins, Fournette, strong start. Thielen, Olsen, uh, Deshaun Watson. I have Deshaun Watson in one of my, in my drafts, uh, and I think he will be all right. So you might be all right there. Mark Ingram, great stash pick. Peterson, I really hope that he is fire, but there's a chance that he might not be because he is – up there in age, man. Um, but after that, Devin Funches, nobody believes in him. Uh, Peyton Barber, he's going to lose his job to Ronald Jones. Although, Peyton Barber looks real good right now. He does and we, we mentioned Kenny Stills, and I took Kenny Stills before Peyton Barber. That's why she went. That's why Sierra went Amendola. But anyway, I, yeah, you, you, you mentioned Peyton Barber. I think he's going to be the starter for the whole season. I know you're no, a Bucks fan. Not at all. Not at I'm all. Gonna Peyton Barber train as long as it's on the tracks. Yeah, I mean everybody, everybody will, everybody will. Um, it, it, to be honest, I think the Chargers defense is going to help you a lot. Uh, where people like you're waiting on your Ingram that you're waiting on, uh, because when Mark Ingram comes back, you've got a number one. If this was how does my team look at week five, your team would look a lot better, because I'm sure that a lot of this is going to shake out. Kenny Galladay is going to move up. Uh, Darius Geis is a good steal for you. Julian Edelman is going to be great after week four. I mean, you're going to have Ingram and Edelman jump into your lineup in week five. That, my friend, is a great stash. However, we're talking about the draft, not what your your strategy was for later on, and that's the only reason why I have you in that spot. So we've also disagreed between Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Yes. Um, I think that Thielen is going to have a better season. You think that Diggs is going to have a better season. Why don't we just add it to the card? Because I think Thielen, in the third round, uh, you know, considering the, the, the picks before him were Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill. I could have taken Royce Freeman there. I decided to go uh, Adam Thielen instead. I wasn't sold on Royce Freeman at that point. I am now. But, I, again, a third a third round might be a little high, but I, I still thought it was a, it was a decent pick. 
The reason I graded myself might down to be. Six, you took Adam Thielen before T. Y. Hilton. That's not a uh, might be. Yeah, I again, I just I'm not sold on T. Y. Hilton yet, even though Andrew Luck is back. You also have, I would have, I would have taken Larry Fitzgerald. I just think I had a bug crawl on my shoulder. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> no, um, crawling me. Um, <laughs> you were taking Larry Fitzgerald over Adam Thielen. Yeah, I, right. I the numbers I, though. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Look at the numbers. How old Larry is and how long he's been in the league. Like, but he's had four straight seasons at that age. Over yeah, 100 I catches. understand that. One hundred and seven a year. The reason that I'm, I'm gonna go. The reason I, I, the reason I ranked myself so low is because I took Craig Olson in the fourth round. I easily could have waited, but Delaney Walker had just gone. Um, actually, Delaney Walker went after him. Who I want to say we had already lost Gronk. And I'm looking through the draft, and Kelsey had just gone. So I figured I wanted a solid tight end at that point, and I've always liked Greg Olson. So that's why I went with him. I feel like I maybe reached for Deshaun Watson, but Aaron Rodgers got drafted just before me. Oh, man. You got caught up. See, that's what it looks like. Yeah. 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 So Deshaun Watson, first of all, I got him in waivers last year uh, in another league, and he – Helped make up for a, a disastrous injury streak that I had until week seven when he got injured too. So I think Deshaun Watson is going to be an MVP candidate this year. As hard as that is for me to say because I'm a South Carolina fan, Deshaun Watson is going to going to going to be a stud this year. And then we, you know, so. we kind of went through. I, I think I took AP too high, uh, considering you know he just got signed, but not by workload though. You also yeah, have to consider workload. He's going to have a lot of volume. As yeah. number one in uh, the first and second down back. Yeah. He's going to have um, a lot of work. I took Matt Stafford in the second half of the draft in, in, a, in a back at roll to Watson. Stafford's also been really consistent. I'm also a Lions fan. And if I choose to keep him over Darius Geis, I drafted Darius Geis only to use him as a last round. And we are back once again. Uh, the sound improves, but the connectivity issues continue. Big Tex and Bully Rye here again uh, when we last left off. Uh, we were talking about my uh, drafting Darius Geist to use as a last-round keeper. Um, and then I just mentioned that I took Theo Riddick as a late-round flyer because although he's not going to get all of the goal-line carries and a, a bulk of the, the running back, uh, the typical running game snaps, Theo Riddick is going to be a PPR monster. Uh, but again, Big Tex, you had me at, at eight. I had myself at six, so not a, that big of a discrepancy. Um, so we'll move on from here. At seven, you had John Stavronakis. I had him all the way up at two. So a big discrepancy here. Uh, big Tex, why don't you uh, want to fill me in with uh, why you got John all the way down at seven. All right, I will. Um, but before that, I have to touch on something real quick. Okay. Uh, just before we started recording, we were talking, um, and you said something about uh, Corey Coleman getting released by the Bills. Yeah, it's, um, it's now Saturday, uh, September 1st. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. sorry. In, in, yeah. in this recording, and I just got a notification that Corey Coleman's has been cut by the Bills. Bruh, it, it is, it is uh, uh, the only way that I could say it, a few shows ago or a couple episodes ago, I talked about the fact that Corey Coleman was basically like um, he got traded for a pack of bubblegum to the Bills. And what's so funny is, is now that he's been cut by the Bills, it, it speaks to his character. 
a lot. Um, and it really just makes me feel like, you know, that, that bubble gum lost its flavor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it's like Big Lee Chew. You know, it tastes real good. The great Big Lee Chew, it tastes real good. And then when it runs out, you just got to spit it out. Yep. So I, right. I think that's what it was. But beyond that, one more little tidbit. Uh, just watching NFL Network and a little update went across the bottom of the screen. Um, Aaron Donald, congratulations, by the way, on your monster deal. That's right. Uh, he, oh, God, he followed up Aaron Rodgers with that. 135, and I think Rogers had 134, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, man, getting paid. But I mean, the work that they put in is worth it. Right. So uh, I say all that to say this. Just saw Khalil Mack, who's been holding out from the Oakland Raiders. Uh, they thought it was extended to the season, and it looks like it definitely should. But now there's a little bit of an egg going on, or a little – you know, tidbit going on that Khalil Mack uh, may be getting traded to the Bears. I just saw that. Um, wow. Yeah, man. And it looks like that they're going to give them a couple of picks. And I'm sure there's some other undisclosed things that they still have to hammer out. But just think about how much overhaul the Bears did this season. It really, really makes you stop and think. If this offense gets going and the improvements on defense that they already have, with the addition of Khalil Mack, that would be like having a much faster much much stronger and much younger Julius Peppers. The NFC. And you remember the difference that he made, Julius Peppers made. Khalil Mack is going to turn it up. But I'm sorry. No, you're That's a little tidbit. North, I went off on a tangent. The NFC North just got <laughs> really competitive. With oh, Chicago goodness. Taking Khalil Mack. Wow, that is that It's going to be tight. All right. Like, so, if you're looking for games, yeah, that's the way we're to look at. Yeah, you, you ain't kidding. So, uh, let's get right. back to this ranking. John, you had a seven. Tell me why you had John all the way down. At well, I think that if there was anything that I would say, and, and I'm not trying to make fun of his last name, but this team is definitely starving yeah. uh, for talent. Oh, it seems. No. Um, to me, it just seems that, you know, David Johnson, very good pick. Uh, Jordan Howard, very good sleeper pick, but he doesn't catch balls. LaShawn McCoy, over the heel, kind of. Might go to jail. Yeah. Maybe. The only concern Might I have with Sean McCoy, we've talked about you know, the only concern I have with this is yeah. the off the field issues. But here but here's the thing though. Doug Baldwin knee will be a problem the whole year. Uh Emmanuel Sanders should light it up. Coleman is really not that not you know, not the man that we thought he was. Luck could shine. But I mean, it just does not there's just not enough. Um golly, and picking at number two is very hard, just like picking at number one. Uh, I think, yeah, picking at number two, uh, it, it just so man, I, I wish that I saw more Golden Tate, Robert Woods. Ugh. I'll tell you why I had them all the way up at two. Uh, and why does he have two defenses? Why do you have Texas and the Patriots? You wasted you bought the Texans at the 11th pick. So, uh, so first oh, of all, geez. I know. As some, some of the folks in this league, myself included, uh, occasionally take two defenses to hold on to one that we'll have the, the entire season, and then we'll have a backup just to have to cover the bye week so that we can turn around and let them go later on. So I know we took – But in a 10-team league. Yeah. I, no, I, listen, not, I understand. Not to, I understand where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah. But I'm, I'm – It just seems like that that's overkill. Yeah. So I know he's he likes the Texans' defense. I, I personally like the Texans' defense, and you know why. J.J. Watt, yeah. Whitney Merciless, uh, Jadevian Clowney, uh, just nasty up front. Uh, Jonathan Joseph in the secondary. 
Uh, I just I, I like that defense. I, I oh, you forgot the one man. They just picked up the Honey Badger this year too. Oh yeah, Tyran Matthew. Yeah, I, man. I, so that that anchor defense should be pretty yeah. good. So I I gave him I put him at the number two slot because I thought that he started off with three three decent running well I say two decent running backs and a really good starter in David Johnson. Um, I also graded this before I heard the quotes from Doug Baldwin saying that his knee would never be a hundred percent this season. Uh, but I also think that he's got simply, just the simple fact that he's got Golden Tate and Robert Woods. Golden Tate is a PPR monster. Uh, even when Kenny Galladay was in was in the lineup last year, he took targets away from Marvin Jones, not Golden Tate. Golden Tate is a staple in that Lions offense. And then Robert Woods, uh, he, he was brought into to LA last year. I think Robert Woods is going to be, a, a, again, a PPR monster for the Rams. I think, and, and then he didn't take a quarterback until round nine. Um, I and I, and the fact I, that he got Andrew Luck in round nine is is a really good place to get him. That's I I, I took his team and then I took kind of where he got folks. That's why I put him at the number two spot in my in my draft rankings. Um, not, I have a couple of questions. Absolutely. Um, are y'all running two quarterbacks? We are not. Okay, you're not running two quarterbacks, um, and you're not running two defenses. Uh, the, the, my only problem with the statement that you made about Robert Woods is that Robert Woods is in a situation where he could literally get lost. Um, with Brandon Cooks there, who's supposed to be taking the top off the defense, that was Robert Woods' job last year. I'm sorry, the year before last, because Sammy Watkins came in to do that job last year. Um, it just seems like that when you're looking at the targets – Robert Woods is definitely going to get his share, but when Brandon Cooks got paid that kind of money, Robert Woods got paid uh, number one money too, but he's a possession receiver. And the problem with being a possession receiver is that you got to be the one to move the chains. But if you have a Cooper Cup in the slot, you're not a possession receiver. Yeah. I, that I, is where my problem is. I know you love your little Cooper Cup, and that's somewhere where oh, else man. Agree. I oh. think I think Robert Woods is going to have a better year than Cooper Cup. Uh, no way, no way. You want to make? You want to do another, another, uh, another card? Oh add? man, we could do it. We All could right. do it. I say we could do it. I say that Robert Woods has a better fantasy year than Cooper Cup. I say that Cooper Cup will outscore Robert Woods in fantasy points by twenty points. Add it to the card. Oh yeah, I'll add that to the card. So we've got some good card bets. All right, let's move on. Oh yeah. Uh we have uh Matt you have Matt Earls at six. Obviously I have myself at six. I had actually uh have Earls at the five spot, so we're not that much apart. Um mm-hmm. if we look at Matt Earls team, uh he took Kareem Hunt at the fifth overall pick and backed it up yeah. with uh, Christian McCaffrey and Joe Mixon in the second and third rounds. Solid and Derrick Henry. Yeah, and Derrick Henry. I'm not as high on Derrick Henry as I as, as maybe some other people. But the fact that he's got three solid running back options right off the get-go. Matt Earls has always been known in our league to draft running back heavy. Um, uh-huh. I, I think he probably could have gotten Juju Smith-Schuster the, in the place where he got Allen Robinson, but it doesn't matter because he got both of them. Um, I didn't like his wide receivers – outside of maybe Juju Smith-Schuster, and it's going to be hard to see what what kind of role Juju Smith-Schuster, talk about a tongue twister, uh, oh, yeah. put, puts in that offense when, when we get 
Antonio Brown back in the uh, in, in the mix. And then you've got, you know, uh, a, a, I guess you'd call him a second-string receiver in, in, or a number-two receiver in Randall Cobb. Uh, DJ Moore, we don't know if he's going to get suspended. They took Des Bryant in the hopes of keeping him in the last round. And he just he seems Wait, to- DJ Moore might get suspended? Oh, uh, if you haven't heard, DJ Moore was charged with reckless driving uh, earlier this month. I believe he was going <laughs> – uh, 113 in a 45. Uh, oh my God! So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So he's you know there's a there's a chance that he could face some kind of um, some kind of penalty. 113 miles an hour in a 65 mile an hour work zone. Uh, oh yeah, that that's a that's yeah. pretty so daggone. Yeah, no, that's pretty damn stupid. Yep. Yeah, so pretty damn the rookie, obviously the rookie from Carolina. So again, I like his running back core. Uh, he didn't get a well, he didn't draft a quarterback uh, because he used Cam Newton as his last round keeper. So mm-hmm. um, again, overall solid. I like I, that's why I had him in the middle of the pack. You had him one back. Is there anything else you want to mention about his team before before we move yes. on? Yes, I completely understand the reason why he went light on receiver. Um, when you look at Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey is one of those guys that's going to catch you a lot of balls. I'm pretty, didn't he have 80 catches last year? Yeah, somewhere around it there. It was something stupid. So, so let, let's think about this and look at his usage, usage, sorry, uh, during the preseason. He is going to get the ball. My only concern is, is where the hell is CJ Anderson at? Uh, when it comes to that situation, but yeah, he's not he's not going to be a factor whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that he'll do just fine because he did get a thousand yards, but he's not even on this team. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just think that with Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton, just like they would say, if you had a Gronkowski, you can go lighter on receiver when you know that one of your running backs is a wide receiver two in a running back. Or he, even a wide receiver one, like 80 catches in a year. Christian McCaffrey was probably a high-end high wide receiver, too. Yeah. When you look at the numbers that he put up. And I think that it will get better this season. He's even starting to run between the tackles, tackles more. So there's a lot, there's a lot to look forward to uh, with this team. However, Allen Robinson, we haven't seen him touch the field. Robbie Anderson might go to jail or something like that. <laughs> Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb doesn't know how to show up anymore. He just knows how to stay hurt. And you know what's funny? All the girls used to talk about Randall Cobb. Oh, look at his eyes. His eyes are so pretty and stuff. The only reason why you can see his eyes so much is because he's standing on the sideline with his helmet taken off. That's the only reason why. Um, I'm not sure why DJ Moore even got into the dumb, dumb crap that he got into. Um, but here's the other thing. Oh, and then I sit here and say CJ Anderson isn't on this team, and he is. Yep, he's on, he's on the down uh, here underneath Giovanni. I apologize. He's got the, nice, uh, nice stash, nice stash. You're you're heavy, heavy Carolina, but I'll take it. Yep. Um, I I just don't I don't see a lot of holes, but I also don't see anything that goes bang. Yeah, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey might, Joe Mixon might, Derrick Henry might, Allen Robinson might. You know, yep, that's no. the only reason why I said that. I hear you. But, yeah, that's it. That's basically it that I can touch on with him. Um, it, will, it looked like it was a pretty good draft. It's just 
depends on what shakes out. He might be wide receiver short, you know, by week one. And we are back again. Uh, again, sound sound is better, but connectivity issues continue. So we were moving, <laughs> we were moving right along. It's up, moving right along. Uh, you've got Lapino at five. Yeah. I have him at eight. He was the number one overall pick. Tell me why you got him all the way up at five. Oh, Mr. Ryan Lupino. Let me make sure I got this right. Okay, so I had him up there because I was just looking at the at the entire squad, and I was like, you know, let me see what can work. Le'Veon Bell, good pick. Gronkowski, good pick. The problem is McKinnon, Burkhead, Nelson, <laughs> uh, golly, Marquise Lee. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, he grabbed Marcus Lee right after he had gotten started off, mm-hmm. and wasn't aware of that point of that, you know, of that injury at that point. That's cool. I, I feel that. I, I, I really hate it for him. But I mean, it, man, picking a number one is hard, and it just seems like that his back-to-back picks were very, he went very safe after he yeah. got to Gronkowski, Fitz, and Marshawn Lynch, Burkhead, and Goodwin. Carson Nelson, Tariq, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Eagles defense is a good pick. Jake Elliott, uh, Phillip Rivers, and Chris Hogan as his keeper from last year. I mean, his team, it, it looks on paper to be good. However, there are he has no one that is going to take the top off. Um, Goodwin has the speed, but I just don't think he's going to be able to. Um, so I, 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 don't want to, I don't mean to interrupt and interject, but no, uh, they are. Talking more and more, and Marquise Goodman is the number one receiver in, in San Francisco. That he's built a really nice rapport with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I know you said that you don't you don't think he's gonna he's gonna be able to take off. I I think we're I think we're on the lookout for a breakout season for Marquise Goodwin. I mean, you could. I, you know what? We've been saying that same thing about Devontae Parker and Ryan Tannehill for the last three or four seasons. <laughs> yeah, I. So, uh, so I, I completely get what you're saying. I completely understand. But Jimmy Garoppolo has still got to prove it. Yeah. Marquise no. Goodwin has still got to prove it. No matter how much rapport they have, it is a 16-game season we're trying to see, not five. So that's the only reason why I don't feel so safe with him. Well, and you mentioned he drafted Rob Gronkowski in round three. Yeah. Uh, I, Rob Gronkowski is the most dominant football player on the field he is on the field. There are a lot of people that feel like he should be – he will be the number one scorer in in uh, fantasy this year. Well, they can think that all they want, but I guarantee you Gronk <laughs> will miss at least two or three games this year. And scrambling uh, to, to find a replacement for him. Um, I'm not sure how good Marshawn Lynch is going to be this year. Um, and, yeah, I, I thought he I thought he had a solid team, but I just feel like – I. I Again, I feel like he, you know, I have him all the way down at eight. And I think a lot of it has to do with the age of his team. And, and yeah, you know, that, that made me slow down too. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald, again, is, is a stud. He's a superstar. Uh, he doesn't look like he's missed a step. But again, I, I already mentioned about Rob Gronkowski. Marshawn Lynch uh, retired three years ago to come back and get traded to, to Oakland where he wanted to be. Um, and then Chris Carson, I thought it was a good pick. But we don't know what's going to happen when Rashad Penny comes back. Um, he took a flyer on Patrick Mahomes. 
and obviously he's got Phillip Rivers to be able to, to, to replace Mahomes. Mahomes struggles. Um, and then he didn't get a defense till late. So going back, I probably would regrade him. But mm-hmm. again, looking at his first few rounds, I feel like there was there was more talent that he could have grabbed instead of the guys that he did. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. Moving along, uh, you have Matt Buck at number four. I have Matt Buck all the way at number 10. And since I've got him so low and you've got him so high, I am going to uh, I'm going to start this one off. He used Ezekiel Elliott as his first round keeper. He drafted 10 overall. And then he, he backed him up with Melvin Gordon. Awesome. Great. Two running backs. He started off like a champion. Uh, then he took Alshon Jeffrey in the third. Alshon Jeffrey will miss at least the first two weeks. He will be activated from PUP uh, before the season starts, but they've already said that he is not going to play at least the first two weeks of the season. Uh, we could see him back potentially in week three, but again, taking Alshon Jeffrey in the third round, I thought was, was a terrible move. Uh, again, he, he kind of made up for it, taking Kelsey, Travis Kelsey in the fourth. Um, again, we mentioned, you mentioned that Brandon Cooks is going to be that, that, you know, deep ball catcher for, for Los Angeles. Um, he took him in the, in the sixth. I, again, I think Robert Woods is the receiver to own in that wide receiving core. Um, Josh Gordon, he's not going to start, but again, I still don't know what kind of Josh Gordon we're getting, especially with David and Joku in that offense and Travis Landry in that offense. I just, I, I don't think you're going to, Josh Gordon's going to get that volume that he's been able to get in the past. Um, Know, it's it's just it, it, not a lot of stuff stands out. He got the Jaguars defense as his first opportunity to use as a last round keeper next year. His quarterbacks are Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. I don't trust that. I know the, you know there's been reports and there's been all these articles and 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 things on TV uh, that Dak Prescott is the stabilizing factor for the Dallas Cowboys. I still don't know who's going to throw the ball to. Uh, he took he took Jared Cook in the second to last round. He took Brandon Marshall in the last round. Brandon Marshall might not even make the final roster. So I just, and, you know, yeah. We'll and, know and at he, 4 o'clock today. We'll know at 4 o'clock today. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, he just, you mentioned it with a couple people. Nothing on the team really stood out. I think he's got a really solid core of running backs. But beyond that, I think it's a really super average team. That's why I had him all the way down at 8. But you had him up at 4. So, or I'm sorry, that's why I had him at ten, and you had him up at four. So, so, what stood out to you that that had you rank him so much higher? Um, it, when it came to this pick, uh, I was thinking, you know, you're at ten, so you're ten and eleven. So, your first two picks have to be a statement. It has to be the guide of where you want to move your team, and it has to show everyone else what your plans are. His plans were definitely not in receiver. His plans were in quarterback, and his plans were in tight end, and his plans were in running back. With a monster like Ezekiel Elliott, the volume of Gordon, the monster that is Travis Kelsey, and also the one-man show Russell Wilson. Um, When you look at these teams, you look at this team, Russell Wilson – with Zeke and Gordon, Travis Kelsey. That's already a really good start. <clears throat> when you look at Alshon Jeffrey, I'm not sure why anybody's drafting Alshon Jeffrey because this man is, is – he's just 
He's basically non-existent. I, and I felt this way about him ever since he came in the league. He has always underperformed since he's moved to the NFL. He had one season where he looked like he was going to be fire, and then, bam. You know, so it, it's almost like soft-serve ice cream. When it plops down and looks like the poop emerging, that's what you get when it comes out, Sean Jeffrey. I hate to do that to the man. I mean, he's great at what he does, but I just can't follow him. Uh, Brandon Cooks, he's going to be a field stretcher like we talked about before. Will Fuller is going to be something of a bottle rocket because there's going to be some weeks where he's going to explode. And, and then there's going to be some weeks where he's not even going to show up. Exactly. Yeah. So that's scary to me. Tyler Lockett is the one that makes me kind of like, you know, wrap my fingers on the uh, counter a little bit. Tyler Lockett just got a $31 million extension. And Tyler Lockett has done absolutely and unequivocally nothing for the last few years. And it, it just I, I just don't know what's going on with Pete Carroll, man. It, it's like whatever, whatever they did, whatever he did that – made all of those players angry because if you notice, they all got mad at the exact same time. The Legion of Boom, if you remember a couple of years ago, about three years ago, all of them had a problem. Most of them didn't want to resign. They wanted to go somewhere else, but they wanted to stay together because of their camaraderie. That is something that just, just makes me go, what? And Tyler Lockett, without having the, you know anything to show for $31 million is a lot of money to be spending on a guy that stays hurt most of the time. Well, so, that's Tyler, Tyler, scary. Tyler Lockett is going to have, I think he's going to have value because of uh, the Baldwin situation. Because there's no uh, other there's, choice. There's no other yeah, choice. Um, Doug Baldwin's not going to be 100% the entire year. Tyler Lockett, after, after the draft was over, Tyler Lockett, the Tyler Lockett pick was, was not a bad pick. I think he could have cut in Tyler Lockett in the last round instead of round nine. Oh, he could have way later. I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I do uh, want to. I do want to touch on his bench real quick. Let me, okay. let me just hit this real fast. Calvin Ridley is going to be getting some value maybe a little later on in the year when everybody starts trying to lock down Julio because I think this is going to be a breakout season for Julio. Not breakout, but a a regression to the mean of like more touchdowns, more catches. I think he's still going to be up there around 1,400 yards. But Calvin Ridley is going to be seeing the number two, uh, the number two cornerback a lot. And Calvin Ridley is also going to be working in the slot a lot. Mohamed Sanu will get in there some. But I'm telling you, Calvin Ridley might mess around and be a huge surprise this year and help Julio Jones get over that hump. Latavius no, Murray yeah. is in a really good position. Ridley, sorry. I didn't yeah. interrupt. No, no, Ridley. no. You're good. You're good. You're good. Oh, yeah. Here's the other thing. Latavius Murray. This man has literally rooted himself into being one of the most gifted, physically appealing running backs that we've seen in the NFL in a while that has not lived up to any bit of what we said about him in a long time. He is big, he is fast, and he is elusive. What his problem is, is I really don't know. Yep. He, but with Dalvin Cook coming off that ACL injury, Dalvin Cook looks strong. His knee looks fine. He doesn't look like he has anything that's drawn him back. But Latavius Murray is going to have value. 
if Dalvin Cook gets banged up, Latavius Murray can step in and do the exact same job that Dalvin Cook can. Not at the same level, not at the same, you know, at the same pedigree, but Latavius Murray is definitely serviceable as a number two. So that, I think, is a good pickup. Dak Prescott, not really sure. Jared Cook, I'm not sure. Brandon Marshall might touch touchdowns. So, yeah, I, I, I just felt like that his core when he starts – it's going to be hard to outscore Russell Wilson, Travis Kelsey, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon, if they are as, as strong as they will be. And then quick stat from uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson scored, I think it's 30 of the 31 touchdowns that the Seahawks scored last year. Oh, my God. Yeah, I uh, I just I, – I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of Seahawks – team we're going to see this year it just doesn't it doesn't feel like the same team that we've seen the last few years I think Pete Carroll wants to get back to the running game so I think we're going to see a lot of Rashad Penny a lot of Chris Carson so I'm just interested to see what kind of Seahawks team we're going to get this year yeah um, for sure for sure so and so moving right along we agreed on our on our third best draft we had our good friend Will Smith uh he has got probably the best group <laughs> receivers in this league with Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, and Devontae Adams. Uh, tack that up with a couple of, you know, potentially, you know, penciled in starting running backs and Jay Jai and Kenyon Drake. Uh, and then he's got two solid tight ends in Kyle Rudolph and David Njoku. Uh, he didn't take a quarterback until late because he's got Carton, Carson Wentz as his last round keeper. So he drafted Kirk Cousins right around the time of the cutoff of the second round keeper. Uh, he got your little Cooper cup oh, man. Uh, in the second half of the draft, a uh, James White Money. who seems to be looking more and more like the number one back in, in, uh-huh. in New England, as long as Sony Michelle and Rex Burthett are hurting. Uh, he took, he took Hayden Hurst late, which when Hayden Hurst comes back is going to be a monster for, for Baltimore. Um, and then he took a defense the second half of the draft uh, with the Panthers defense. I think Overall, if I had to pick a team, even though he was only third in the in, in my draft rankings, I think he's got the scariest team on paper that I that, that I've seen. Do you feel oh, the same way? Jesus, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. I like I, it. Just, just. Oh my goodness. The only thing, the only place he's hurting is running back, but he fixed that at ten, eleven, at twelve in the twelfth round where he took James White. My goodness. Like, okay, I hate to say this, but what were y'all paying attention to? He he completely, he completely lulled you to sleep with the JHIE Jesus Drake. Y'all weren't even paying attention. Check this out. Eight Brown Green Adams. Fantastic. Oh wow. Fantastic. Good, great receivers that will give you big numbers and catch balls. JHIE, a lot of people have been hating on this man. A lot of people have. He's had injuries and stuff. He even has a lower body injury now that they won't disclose. Not really sure what that is. Hopefully, it's just like something easy. I don't even know what to say. Uh, like, uh, hopefully, it's something good, easy that yeah. you can get over real quick. But even with Jai is out, yeah, minor. I'm sorry. Uh, even with Jai maybe being out, he has Kenny and Drake, who is supposed to be the de, de facto. 1A or 1B in the Dolphins offense who's supposed to be getting 20 touches a game. 20 touches a game is RB1. Love that. Uh, So he's going to be there. Uh, Corey Davis and Sterling Shepard. 
very, very sneaky. Um, here's the thing. Corey Davis could easily blow up as the Titans' number one receiver this year. I know, I know that Matthews is coming back. That has got nothing, nothing to do with what Corey Davis can do because he showed in the playoffs last year uh, that he can turn it up. Okay, um, and, and that's also when I think Marcus Mariota finally started feeling like himself last year. Uh, you know, when he finally started getting it together. But moving past that, when you go past round 10, oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me go back to Sterling Shepard real quick. Sterling Shepard, if OBJ was not there, Sterling Shepard would be the number one and he'd get 140, 150 targets a year, guaranteed. With OBJ there, Saquon Barkley also being there, excuse me, and with Evan Ingram being there, although he's been concussed already this year. Sterling Shepard is going to be fighting for money and fighting for balls. So don't be surprised if you see a little bit of a Steve Smith senior come out of Sterling Shepard. Don't be surprised if he starts catching balls, gets real aggressive, starts breaking huge tackles, huge runs, and OBJ is just hitting him over the top. Sterling Shepard might sneakily be a a wide receiver three the whole season, or or a flex option the whole season, and nobody will even know. Um, So I apologize for going too deep on that. Oh, no. Fine. No, I. Will Will has got one of the most dangerous teams on paper, just between his wide receiving core, core, and his quarterbacks. I mean, the more you said, you look at it, you go, "Geez," because I'm sitting here looking at Kirk Cousins. He kept Carson Wentz from last year. Okay, Carson Wentz might not even play for a, you know, four maybe five weeks. He's not looking good. He's not – he hasn't even been released yet for, like, actual contact drills. So yep. I'm not even worried about him. Kirk Cousins I'm worried about because Kirk Cousins has one of, if not the best cast of characters around him that I have seen in the NFL. He has Stefan Diggs. He has Adam Thielen. He has Kyle Rudolph. He has Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. Like – and I think that they even have uh, Laquan Treadwell up there too, uh, who's very yeah, speedy. Like offense is just that Vikings offense looks, and the old line is good. Like yep. this actually might be something that next season y'all might be in trouble because I if mean, Kirk Cousins think, has a good season, they might make a run for the Dagon Super Bowl next year. You got to think too. A few years ago, this offense was Adrian Peterson and everybody else, and now they have got they've got players all over the field in Minnesota. Uh, so, again, we had Will at number three. Yep. Uh, not much discrepancy here. You have Austin, our league mm-hmm. champion, uh, at number two. I had Austin as the best draft pick uh, for no reason other than his first and last round keepers were Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara. Why did you have him at two instead of at one? Uh, it, it, to be honest, I did it in a uh... – I did it to the point where I was counting I was counting the superstars or people that are right on the cusp of being stars. That's how I was looking at it and the and the potential of what they could do throughout the season because it, it's game by game. It's game by game no matter what anybody says. It's always head to head that week. So through at the end of the year, what team do you think will be the strongest? His team came very close. It, like I'm just sitting here looking at it. Todd Gurley and Alvin Kamara are going to make up for so many holes that he has in his team. 
I, I just, I just, I think Todd Gurley's going to be solid this year. Alvin Kamara is going to be good this year. Uh, but I don't think Alvin Kamara is going to be himself until Mark Ingram comes back. Because everyone is going to be looking for Alvin Kamara. They're not worried about Williams, who's backing up. He's not going to be doing anything spectacular. He might break for a couple big runs or something like that, maybe break a tackle. Everybody like, ooh, is this the new Mark Ingram? No, it's not the new Mark Ingram. Go ahead and stop that now. <laughs> it's just, just, just let it go. So then let's look at this. Wide receivers. Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill, Pierre Garçon. And then he also followed up with Dante, Dante Moncrief way down there. And Dante Moncrief was a really Johnson. good pick. It could be. He could be, yes. Went down. Yes. So. Yes. So just, just in just those picks, you're like, wow, this looks solid. So then your man decides to knock it out of the park by picking Aaron Rodgers in round five. Aaron Rodgers, as long as he's upright this year, will be the number one quarterback in the NFL this year. Absolutely. If you have the number one quarterback, you have the number one, if not number two, maybe three running back, depending on Todd Gurley, because you know it's always a revolving door between him, DJ, and Le'Veon Bell. But you you have the number three at least. Alvin Kamara has the potential to be a top five running back this year. I, I just I just see there's so much beautiful stuff. And then a lot of people are hating on Jimmy Graham. Will you please, just for a moment, take a moment and close your eyes and go, Jimmy Graham was fantastic with Drew Brees, and he had to have wheels. With Aaron Rodgers' team, Aaron Rodgers' top receiver was Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson is really not that fast. Jimmy Graham does not need to be that fast. He has great hands. He has some injury concerns, but he has great hands. And the man can smell an end zone. If 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 he was blind and only had could smell out of one nostril, Jimmy Graham could catch a ball in the end zone. Well, even if Jimmy Graham doesn't show up, like like you're saying that he will, he's got Delaney Walker as another tight end. So he's 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 like you said, he's set at tight end. Yeah. He's set at running back. I mean, even his receivers between Michael Thomas and Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's just his team is, is so so ridiculously stacked. So uh, so here's know. here's the funny thing. Just, just, just so you say, stack. Listen to the backup running backs: Ronald Jones, Sony Michelle, Marlon Mack. All three of those players have the potential to be the number ones in their offense. Imagine what his trade bait will be like in oh, week absolutely. five when everybody shows up. And I don't Not even think anybody thought about that, but I'm sure that he did. Yeah, well, and then you mentioned even if Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers can't stay, can stay upright, he'll be number one. If he can't stay upright, he's not going to drop off because he's a backup quarterback. Exactly, and he's got Michael Thomas for the double hookup on the touchdown. Are y'all doing yeah. four points for touchdown or six? Six. six You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Every time Drew Brees throws a touchdown, of course he's not going to start Drew Brees over Aaron Rodgers. Let's be realistic. Yeah. Let's be realistic. At least in the bye week. At least in the bye week. Right, yeah. but here's something else that you might want to think about. He knows that if Drew Brees and Michael Thomas score a touchdown, he's 12 points up every time. Yeah, could yeah. Could he have picked up? Could he have picked up Aaron Rodgers just for trade bait? Could he have picked up Drew Brees for trade bait? I mean, either way. I mean, just, would you give up? I I think that I'm, I'm with you though. You usually wouldn't want to give up Aaron Rodgers for a Drew Brees, but. 
I, just think about the guy who has Devontae Adams. I don't know. I don't know if um, I just I don't know if he if he needs to get rid of anybody. I just think no, 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 no. He so doesn't strong. need to. He doesn't need to. You're right. He doesn't need to. But he has the ability to make waves with just one trade. Yep, you're right. That's yeah, Austin. Austin is going to be. I've already got him as the favorite to win the league again this year. Um, he'd be the second back-to-back winner in Frick Fantasy League history. Um, but let's move on to yep, our yep. best draft. You have got someone. Obviously, I said I had Austin had the uh, with the best draft in my league. You have Matt Bowler. I think because I have Matt Bowler as the seventh best draft. Uh, let's go through his team real quick. Very similar to Will's draft. Three solid wide receivers in Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., and T.Y. Hilton. He's never going to be able to start more than three, but he's got Diggs right behind him. I know you're really high on stuff on Diggs. Uh, you look at the rest of his team, I think he's a little weaker at running back, which is why I had him so low. Lamar Miller, no. uh, Duke Johnson, Chris no. Thompson. Uh, I just I, I don't think he's all that strong at running back. No. Um, I know, I know how you feel, but I, I just that's, that's the way I see it. And then uh, he's got Ben Roethlisberger as his. It looks like his only. Oh, and Baker Mayfield. I apologize. Uh, who might not? He probably won't even be starting in in Cleveland because that's probably Tyron Taylor's job. But he doesn't just, need it. That's why. That's why I had. Uh, why I had his draft so low. And I heard you saying no as I was going through saying he was weak running back. Okay. So change my mind. Change your mind. Okay. At running back only? Or do you want me to talk about everything? No, you can talk about the whole team. Let's talk about why you had had Matt ranked with the best draft uh, in the Frick Fantasy League draft. Because in any league, in any format, his team will score. And he will probably be at the top of any league that he's in. Reason why. Julio Jones is a 1,000-yard receiver. He will nine times out of ten score somewhere between five to ten touchdowns this year. He only scored three last year. He's going to go up. Odell Beckham Jr. is coming back, and he just signed a mega deal. So don't don't think, do not think that when that ball is in the air, that OBJ will not be very very close to that football. He is also a thousand yard receiver. He will score more likely seven to ten touchdowns this season, if not more. They are going to feed that man. T.Y. Hilton is getting Andrew Luck back. T.Y. Hilton is a thousand-yard receiver without Andrew Luck. He will go up in touchdowns, probably like five to ten. I think five will be his floor. And then Stefan Diggs, oh, my God. This kid, this kid is about to just, oh, man, when he gets going this year, especially with a quarterback, I no no hate on Case Keenum at all, but I know that I know that Kirk Cousins likes to take risks. Stefan Diggs is a risky receiver, like not risky as in like risky he might hurt you, but he is that receiver that you're willing to say, you know what, man, Randy Moss that man, and just let the ball go, throw it down there and let him go get it because he will he will go and get it with everything he's got. I think he will be a thousand yard receiver this year. I think Stefan Diggs will probably score about twelve touchdowns this season. Just just 
be careful because when it happens and everybody's just sitting there with their mouth open, you heard it here first. Um, okay, Alex Collins is nothing closer than a sure thing than Michael Phelps in a swimming match against a bunch of high schoolers. Like, he is, he is literally, he is going to be the ground game. He can catch the ball. He will help them move the chains. Alex Collins will nine times out of ten rush for somewhere around 1,200 yards because he is going to change the landscape in Baltimore. The problem is, is what Joe Flacco will hold him back from. Because you know Flacco, Flacco likes to just, he likes to F it up. That's his thing. I like, I like like nothing about the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, You you got to have some love. I just, I don't. You were just talking about Hayden Hurst earlier. Yeah, Hayden Hurst is a Raven. He's yeah, he's going to be a monster. But yeah, Hayden Hurst, I don't like anything about that offense. And, I and yeah, I just I don't think Alex, Alex I don't think Alex Collins hits a thousand yards this year. Please, just you know what? That might have to be another one for the card. But let me go. Let me go on. Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller was a dynamo when Deshaun Watson was in the game. When Deshaun Watson was not in the game, Lamar Miller fell off the side of the planet. Deshaun Watson looks very healthy. I think they're going to be smarter, and I think he's going to be smarter this year. I think that just the threat of his wheels being on that field, with Will Fuller on the field, DeAndre Hopkins on the field. I know Braxton Miller just got cut, but they do have Kiki QT down there too. That offense is going to be moving the chains. And the one thing that helps huh? – By the way, you mentioned Bruce Ellington. You got my boy Bruce Ellington down there too. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. I can't even make the sound on air, so I'm not going to do it to you. you I just, know. I just appreciate think about refraining. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave it alone. Um, but anyway, yes, Bruce Ellington is there too. I think he's been doing pretty good in the return game also. So – I think that that's cool. I mean, they're using him. He's been serviceable. So big ups to your little dude. Um, anyway, uh, I just I feel like that Lamar Miller has the potential to be a fantastic running back for four games. Why do I say four games, you ask? Because his next dude up is Mark Ingram. Are you kidding me? Mark Ingram, when he gets back, like we talked about Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram is going to come back, and the Saints are going to give him the football. They have made no, 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 no moves whatsoever to replace Mark Ingram. Mark so Ingram is going to come back in and do his job. Huh? We're comparing Lamar Miller to Mark Ingram because he doesn't have Mark Ingram on his team. We're talking about Matt Bowler, right? Yeah, he does not have Mark Ingram on his team. Oh, that's Evan Ingram. Oh, my God. Yep, so, yep. 86, all that. <laughs> 86, all that. See, this is where this is where it gets real. You know, human beings That's make right. mistakes. Evan Ingram, my bad. Okay, well, hold on. I'm gonna go back to running backs then. Scratch yep. Mark Ingram. Insert Duke Johnson Jr. Yeah. Insert Chris Thompson. Insert Jordan Wilkins, who could be the starter. Insert Bilal Powell, who is basically the de facto starter right now because we don't know what's going on with Isaiah Crowell. At all. And then here's a sneaky one. John Ross. Yeah. I like John Ross a lot too. John Ross. 
they have compared this man to T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton has never played beside A.J. Green. T.Y. Hilton doesn't have a 40 speed that Ross does. And Ross has hands. And he's got the moves to get in there. He's a joystick. So I think that John Ross, if he has any type of problems out of his top four receivers, John Ross can come in and make moves. Michael Crabtree, that man is going to give you catches. Maybe not yards. He'll give you some touchdowns. But he's going to be mostly catches. So I, I, I just think that when you look at the whole team, his team is super strong. And then he went and got Ben Roethlisberger as his keeper from last year. So he didn't have to worry about quarterback. His backup is Baker Mayfield. That's the stash for next season, everyone. Let's make sure we all know that. That's the stash for next season. However, Tyrod Taylor likes to get hurt too. And Baker Mayfield has shown when he's in the game, he can be just as effective. So this might actually be, I I think that on paper, this is the strongest team that you're looking at. And for me to say that when it compared to standard, Scoring, PPR, half PPR. These, the whole team is solid. Well, I will respectfully disagree. Uh, Not only will I disagree, I think we're going to, Alex Collins, plus or or minus a thousand yards, we're going to add that to the board. Uh, I think that Alex Collins will will rush for less than a thousand yards. You think Alex Collins will run for more than a thousand yards? Add it to the board. So, uh, oh, yeah, so add that just, to the board, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick recap of the grading. Uh, from 10 to 1, JD had uh, Aaron, Sierra, Frick, John, Earls, Lupino, Buck, Will, Austin, and Matt Bowler with the best draft in the Frick Fantasy League. My ranking from 10 to 1 was Buck, Sierra, Lupino, Bowler, myself, Matt Earls, Aaron, Will, John, and the reigning league champion, Austin, with the best draft. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to go through some college football pickums uh, for the opening weekend of college football. Big Tex will do his blind picks because he hasn't kept up with college football as much as I have. So stick around and enjoy our college pickum uh, coming up next. Yeah. To the second episode or second day of episode four, this first Saturday of college football, Bully Ryan, Big Tech's here to make some picks. Uh, Big Tech's, how excited are you for college football? Hopefully, you'll be able to get back into it this year. To be honest, I'm I'm excited because now that we're doing the podcast, uh, I'm going to have to up my game. Uh, I'm going to have to pay more attention. I'm going to have to learn more about different teams, about different players. I'm going to have to become more intricate. So uh, I'm really – I'm actually really excited. Well, that's awesome. Let's get right into it. Uh, Let's go first with the primetime game, Louisville at number one Alabama. Uh, Who would you take, Alabama or Louisville? God, of course. I I have to go with my home team, man. I got to go with Louisville, man. Uh, And and I know – I know that nine times out of ten, they're going to get their heads beaten. However, I think the Louisville, uh, you know, college football is flighty. It's very flighty. So it could be one play. They could change everything. So I'm going to pick Louisville to beat Alabama. Pick Louisville in the upset, all right? Uh, The next game I'm going to choose for us to pick 
is Ohio State at Oregon State. I, I choose this game. Oh, by the way, I guess I should say that I'm taking Alabama and the Louisville-Alabama game. So, um, But Oregon-Ohio State, the reason I'm choosing this game is because uh, I can't even say his name now. Head coach Urban Meyer at Ohio State has been suspended for three games in his uh, lack of reporting, I guess, of his assistant coach and his domestic uh, abuse allegations. Um, I've, I'm going to still go ahead and go with Ohio State. Big Tex, uh, we're looking, at, like I said, looking at number five Ohio State against Oregon State. Who you got? Uh, I would have to go Ohio State. Uh, the, it's just the prestige of the program. Can't do I it. hear you. <laughs> All right. Uh, big, big opening weekend matchup. Number six, Washington versus number nine, Auburn. Uh, big Tex, who would you take, Auburn or Washington? I know you're picking blind, Washington. too. Yep. So, all right. Washington. You want to take Washington? Well, this is our first yes. agreement game. I'm also going to take Washington. I would call it a slight upset only because, uh, well, Auburn's from the SEC and they've got a, uh, you know, a solid defense returning from last year, solid offense returning from last year, a year in which they beat both Alabama and Georgia, only they couldn't beat them when it mattered. And that's why they didn't play for a national championship. So, um, Next up, Florida Atlantic at Oklahoma. Florida Atlantic, I'm still coached by Lane Kiffin against number seven, Oklahoma. Big Tex, who are you going to take? Oh, it has to be Oklahoma, man. Yep. Like, uh, like I don't even uh, – man, Lane Kiffin, bro, what is he doing? That, that kid just – he has found – he had one of the most prestigious jobs in all of college football. And, and he just – Wow, I know. Wow, I'm sorry. I don't like Lane Kiffin because of what he said about South Carolina when he was at Tennessee. Uh, So not that, and because Oklahoma is just too good, I'm going Oklahoma in this game as well. Uh, We got Michigan, number 14 in the country, taking on Notre Dame. College game day is there today. Uh, Michigan coming in. I I don't know what year it is with uh, Harbaugh as their head coach. Number four, probably like five. Has it been five years? I don't know. It's been a little while. So, um, who you taking? He got Michigan, Notre Dame. Ooh, I think. You know what? There's a girl that I coach. Um, uh, I used to coach, and she moved to uh, moved up there to Ohio. And uh, she moved to Ohio, and she's been going to school up there the last couple of years. And she literally just got accepted to Notre Dame. So for, for that uh, reason, which is real astounding to me, I'm going to pick Notre Dame. Plus, also one time I took a flight and I was flying some. I, where I, I don't know where I was flying. I think I was flying to Vegas, and uh, I was on the plane with the girls from uh, the Notre Dame basketball team. I'm six foot four. I'm almost three hundred pounds, and them girls made me feel short. <laughs> so, just I, I just yeah, I I'll, I'll say Notre Dame. I'll pick that. And I will agree with you there. Uh, next, we've got West Virginia, Tennessee, number seventeen. West Virginia taking on Tennessee in a kickoff game. I am going to take West Virginia. Big Tech, who you got? Oh man. Oh. 
West Virginia just hasn't been the same ever since they lost a uh, uh, Rich Rod. Oh man, was it? No, 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 no. The quarterback. Uh, well, they've got a senior quarterback transfer when Will Greer, who's going to start this game, who many are projecting to be one of, if not the best college quarterback this year. So for those reasons, I'm picking against him. I'm picking against him. I'm picking against him. I don't want. Nope. I'm going to pick Tennessee. You're picking. I'm going to pick Tennessee. Tennessee. All right. Yep. Uh, let's see who we've got next on the list. We'll go a couple more games in. Uh, just to be homers, we're going to pick number 23, Texas, at Maryland. So, uh, Big Tex, in the name, are you going to take Texas or are you going to take the upset and take Maryland? I'm going to take Texas. Uh, the only reason why I'm going to take Texas is because I know that those Longhorns have been in the dumps for too long. Well, I'm- it is time for them to start climbing out. And I think that this is the year that they do it. And we're starting the year at 23. Yeah. yeah. That is that is huge. Um, us being in the top 25, in preseason top 25 is fantastic. That means that improvements, maybe, just maybe, we've actually had some good things happen when Charlie Strong was there that we weren't really, weren't, weren't really paying attention to as a dra- uh, people that he recruited. Maybe those recruits are starting to show their worth now. Yeah, despite my personal, uh, you know, feelings towards Tom Herman, I'm going to take Texas as well. I just, I especially with all those, all the controversy surrounding the Maryland program right now, I just, there's, there's no way Maryland can pull this upset against Texas. Um, again, in the interest of being homers, we've got Coastal Carolina at South Carolina at noon. You know, I'm taking South Carolina. Big Tex, who are you taking? Coastal Carolina. You are not taking Coastal in the upset, are you really? <laughs> Yes, I'm taking them. Another You're side. really taking. Of course I am. Coastal Carolina. Of course I. No, I'm just. I'm just playing. I'm just. Playing. I, it has to be us. Okay. Has to be us. All right. Uh, it, but but I mean, like we've seen crazier things happen. Yeah. So yeah, you're not going to see prepared. that upset. Sorry, it be might be prepared, close, but I don't. I don't think you're going to see that. It might be closer than people expected, but it's not. It's not going to happen. Uh, let's, Y'all got a must champion, y'all's coach, right? Well, must champion. That's correct. Yeah, man, y'all's defense should be fired. Yep, I hope so. They're they're saying good things about us. So on our, on our next podcast, we can we can talk about the games after they've happened. Uh, we'll go two more games deep into Pickham, uh, North Carolina at Cal uh, to play four o'clock. Big Tex, who are you taking, North Carolina or California? Hmm. I think I'm going to go with the Golden Bears. That's that's who I'm taking as well. I, again, I just don't think North Carolina is going to be all that great this year. I don't think they just haven't been that great for a little while, they man. They just their recruits are just not up to snuff, and and I and I know this because like I, I just I, I don't watch it, but I pay attention enough, and I got the I get the Bleacher Report stuff. Like I understand that much of what's going on in most of it, but like it, North Carolina is not known for football. They're known for basketball. Yep, that's it. That's that's all there is to it. Uh, you know that and taking fake classes. So, um, moving <laughs> on, let's go. I'm I'm, I'm trying to decide who I want to make is our last pick. You know what? Let's let's go ahead and uh, I, I know I know where neither one of us are going to take the upset, but let's go Furman at Clemson. 
number two team in the country coming off of a, a playoff loss last year. Clemson uh, taking on an FCS school in Furman. Big Tex, I'm guessing you're going to take Clemson. Clemson's going to win this game 73 to 6. <laughs> I think they're going to win it 73 to 3. I don't think, if that, uh, Furman, I think, Furman, I think Furman will mess around and get like six points. They'll probably score like a late touchdown or something like that. Good for, they're not going to good get for Furman saves. taking that paycheck to get, to get their heads beaten in by Clemson. So, bro, uh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Do you know how much money uh, you probably do? Because I, I know you pay a lot of attention to college uh, football, but uh, and basketball and such. Um, Baseball. And so, have you ever paid attention to how much money these teams get paid to go get shellacked oh, yeah. by these D1 teams? I actually used to coach huh? hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more. hundreds of thousands. Are you crazy? Yeah. That is chump change. They make more than I'm sure that. They, do. they make more than that. I'm going to tell you this I used to coach. At Charleston Southern University here in Charleston, I was uh, their tumbling coach. My mom, Robert Wright, I was actually their cheer coach, and my girlfriend Jenna Schultz was helping me coach there. Um, uh, we actually were coaching them, and we went to a game. We played three straight games in Florida. We played UCF, we played uh, Florida State, and then we played Jacksonville State. When we played UCF and Florida State, I am pretty sure that the school got somewhere between one to two million dollars for for playing in those games oh, man. as a contribution as a contribution to the school. Wow. Like that is the way that they do that. They they take these teams, these FCS schools that are struggling to keep kids in them and struggling to keep their schools open because they don't have the financial funding that the other schools do. So they take their teams to go get beat up on by these D1 schools that they know that their kids, I mean, their kids are just, like, don't get me wrong. Kids that play on the D1 level and kids that play on the FCS level, their talent can be exactly the same. Oh, absolutely. The coaching might be better. The, the, the facilities might be better. But the talent level can be exactly the same. Well. Okay. So I, I just, I just think that, I think that, Clemson is doing a good good thing by helping out Furman. Sorry, I got the hiccups. No, you're good. Somewhere. No, yeah, but, it's, uh, um, no. Any any school. I mean, you talk about these these big name schools that get these cupcake games, and they get you know they get yeah. South Alabama gets a lot of it. But it's a really good thing for some of these schools who might have might not have the same kind of income from their athletic departments. Um, that's it's, it's a good thing for them to be able to play these big schools so they can get these big paychecks yeah. that might the go to find some other programs they might have not have in the future. Right. So Right, right, right. The only problem, hold on though, one last thing. The only problem with those games though is these squash games still get your potential starters for your teams at these FCF schools and gets them into the position where they can get hurt. Yep. That is the only situation. It's almost like playing a preseason game. You know, you really don't want to run your starters in this type of game, but they need the reps. So that's my only that's the only drawback I see. No, I hear you. Well, we'll call that the finisher for the day because that's all we've got for this Shoot. fourth episode. I got more. You've got more. I got more. You've got more. I always got more. Yeah, man. You know how like I like to talk out the side of my neck. Um can can I can I just talk about how excited I am 
that football is going to be on television. That's right. Yeah, it's like it's here. It's here. We are. We it is like today. Today is the day that football starts. Like literally, college football is the open of the football season for everyone. And I mean, high school football. Yeah, you've gone. Like if you have your kids or you support your local teams, yeah, you're going to those games on Friday nights. But Friday nights, unless they're in Texas. Friday nights are not what they're supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate to be that no, way, man. But well, I when think... you look at when you look at college football, the majesticness, the the music, the the tailgating, the pageantry, the everything, the everything. That is what I'm so excited about right now. So I just want to welcome everyone into an amazing college football season, an amazing NFL season. An amazing fantasy season. I think this year is going to be so much fun. I second that sentiment. Everybody enjoy your first official college football Saturday of the year. We will be back soon with some more fantasy football talk, maybe some more pro wrestling talk. If you want to get tell us anything that you want us to hear, uh, give us a shoot us an email at brbtpodcast at gmail.com. Remember to follow us on Twitter. And if you're not down with that, follow us on that tweet. We got two, uh, we got two words for you. Got two words for you. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.